Okay, right. We are going to talk about a certain thing that happens in a in a female body. Okay. Now that I'm saying this right up front because I also am going to say if you're if you don't have a female body, <laughs> I'm going to get into such deep water in a minute. Okay. We're going to talk about peri perimenopause, all right? And I can almost hear the clicks of various male listeners now as they go off to make themselves a coffee and think, I'll go to the next episode. Stop, come back immediately because it's a human thing, okay? And I know that Leslie will agree with that. Everybody needs to get a grip on as much knowledge as they can about this, because believe it or not, we all communicate with each other and how we are feeling affects that. And we all should all have um, a sense of wanting to develop our understanding of everything across the genders, across the globe. and everything. Yes! You have to find you, be you, and let them see you. Welcome to the Make It Real podcast. This is Tricia Lewis, your host. I speak to loads of fascinating individuals who've built their own businesses or just have loads of experience and story to share. You'll get tips, insights, motivated. That's a pretty good introduction, but let me get more specific about who it is that is going to give you this understanding. It is the lovely Leslie Waldron, who is, if I can get my teeth around this, an integrative woman's health coach, um, pretty much on a mission to help women live um I think she said wildly, but I think I'm going to get her to introduce herself at this point because <laughs> I feel I've already muddied the waters quite enough. But honestly, stay tuned because this is going to be it's slightly different from any topic we've ever covered. Um, and it, it, this is an empowering um, bit of knowledge you're going to have here. So stay in there. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Trisha. Thank you so much for having me. Where, where are you, by the way? Where are you? You're in Bristol. You? I'm just outside Bristol. I'm actually in um, North Somerset and I am on the kind of there's a woodland behind my house, which is called the wild country, which may or may not have had a big impact on why I live here. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I love that. That's a, that's yes, because there's lots of wild uh, words in your various branding and your beautiful yeah. pictures. And it's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so let's let's first of all, you didn't obviously know much about the perimenopause or the menopause or even periods when you were born. Um, so in terms of as you went into the work world of, or into the further education world, is there any link anywhere between what you did or did it basically come about this interest because of personal experience give us a a story in yeah yeah so no I mean I've I you know like so many women like periods were basically a bit of an inconvenience and um a bit annoying and you didn't talk about them and just got on with it I've got some embarrassing stories about things that happened to me at secondary school but we don't that's not the place for that but it was actually it was um, obviously, I've, I am a, a mum. I've got two kids, and um, and then through that kind of uh, process of 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 having children, you come become a little bit more closely connected with your hormones um, and periods back, and then get, 
and you do, and periods um, become a bit of a different meaning and but really quite disconnected in a way from that it was just an inconvenience and quite annoying and I have done a total turnaround on that now and really wish that I had knew more about this and that actually I see periods and hormone change as really important markers of our well-being and um, almost like triggers for us to look after ourselves well and but it came about my interest in this came about because um after my second child was born and went back to work I was went back to a job where it, it was it was it was challenging but I've been put into a role after maternity leave that wasn't something that I would have chosen and she's just kind of going through the motions stuck on a hamster wheel and I've, I have a if you, <laughs> if you look at my LinkedIn profile I've done lots of different things and I've leapt off the hamster wheel whenever it's got a little bit too dull and um, but I felt really stuck you know you've got two young kids you're just not quite sure what to do and then the second child stops sleeping so it'd been a great sleeper and then about 18 months stopped sleeping so then was trying to do a pretty impossible job negotiated between three parties that were never going to agree as in a public sector organization and were never going to agree on anything anyway and I was not sleeping at night so I was being woken up all the time um or um <laughs> It would just scream for hours at a time and the impact that had on my stress levels was absolutely massive but it also I started experiencing things like night sweats and even if I got a night off if I went and slept somewhere else I still couldn't get to sleep I had insomnia um my hormones felt like they were all over the place I kept thinking am I pregnant I feel so weird um um massive gaps in my brain and anxiety i'd never experienced anxiety before and somebody who was a personal trainer i knew said oh what maybe it's perimenopause i was like i'm 38 that's nothing to do with me nothing to do with me um and i was kind of horrified and then went home and googled it and i was like oh could be actually and then I left that job and um, I took, so I took a month off, uh, took a month, well, I was signed off sick for a month basically, just kind of crashed. And in that month, I kind of put myself back together again by spending time outside, um, meditation, really looking at my nutrition, going, if I can't sleep, what are the other things that I can do to feel better? And then, and then I did feel better, felt well enough to go back to work and resign and decide that I was going to do something completely different. And I initially I trained as a person, I retrained as a personal trainer because I, what I wanted to do is bring that outdoorsy movement, self-care to other people like me who were struggling and going, it doesn't have to be about sweating away in a gym. It doesn't have to be about being intimidated by people in Lycra. It can be about building community. I have um, still run some outdoor fitness classes because I'm a massive believer in the benefits of movement outside and community of women um but i also started looking at the perimenopause i did a specialist course called the third age woman which looked at hormones and health and long-term well-being and then through that i ended up doing this integrative women's health coaching qualification and and this is where the light bulb moment was it was just like this is where i need to be coaching women supporting them and bringing out what they need, what they need. So empowering women to make their own choices. So I was never very good at telling people what to do as a personal trainer. I wanted them to know why it was that they were doing it. So I and I ended up, I've got piles of books and endless like little certificates and qualifications on little things I've got interested in, female brain health or um, 
contraception and understanding the impact on our hormones and then of obviously applying this to me I'm in my mid 40s and 45 and I now use it as a tool for myself I use it as a tool for myself to go well actually I use my menstrual cycle as a go as a, as a marker of how well I'm looking after myself so if I have more PMS which we're much more vulnerable to in um then I know that actually I've been a bit more stressed that month that month and it's probably and if I've been a bit more stressed then actually it's going to affect my progesterone levels and it's going to increase my anxiety and I'm going to be more um, and I'm going to be more difficult to be around. <laughs> so it's like I can wave a little flag or just set, or just let, let my husband, so this is where it's really useful for men. I can let my husband know. I can let the other people in my family know. It is, it's day 23 of my cycle. Don't mess with me. Okay. Just do what it is that you need to do. Don't wind me up. <laughs> because I'll you know, Yeah. Yeah. Now for uh, the benefit of my listeners, I am, you know, approaching 64. Um, and I um, have been, uh, I've worn all these t-shirts, right, including the Sleepless Child t-shirt, actually. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, that brought back some nightmares. Um, and I had, so we're going back a bit now in terms of the the conversations that were being had at the time that I was going through, well, from premenstrual, so yeah, from premenstrual tension, not talked about at all. Um, it, when you know, back I go back to the thinking seventies with mm. with all of this. So it was like, oh god, a bit moody. Um, yeah, oh she's uh, yeah, it's a woman thing. Um, blah de blah. Um, absolutely, that meant that I tended to just not recognize in any way whatsoever why I had been behaving like I had for the last three days or whatever until potentially maybe later after the period <laughs> okay so in that space of time you've managed to go down a spiral of negativity about yourself and how useless you are and oh my god you just lost your temper and that's so pathetic and that's so unprofessional mm -hmm. if you're in a job you, why did you leave that room and slam the door I don't know you know why have you just dumped that boyfriend I don't know all this stuff mm -hmm. and you just and, and you do turn it back on yourself as being yeah. useless okay so yeah. that that's that's a that's a memory going all the way back to the whole period thing but then of course fast forward to the perimenopause I'd never virtually never even heard of um so for that period of time which is quite a long period which I'm going to get more out of you in a minute on that um again you're doing stuff feeling stuff thinking stuff and you've got no other explanation to put on it other than either everyone else is being ridiculous or you're being ridiculous neither of which help in any way whatsoever so what you talk about is empowered understanding you use that yes. phrase and I think that is just that's how I feel about when I when I'm working with clients I just mm. think you know we, I don't just want to go on and on about imposter syndrome -y stuff blah 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 I want I want to really put everything out on the forensics table so that we you've got a real good sight of what the heck's going on in our brain why is this why did we react like that what's the baggage that's making us trigger this da, 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 da. so you don't get into a spiral of oh god I'm so useless so right that's me I've said my piece now and let me just say that I did do some very odd things during yeah. menopause very odd and potentially long-term 
self-sabotaging yeah. so i'm i thank my lucky stars that i held on to yeah. uh something but it it could have been really quite serious so uh, so it's just it's a bit of intrigue there for the listener yeah i know i want to know more. i wonder what that is <laughs> what is this potentially serious thing that trisha well you'll have to get you'll to have know to look better. Your memoir. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's um let's see if we can sort of pull this apart I love the fact that you talk, right, empowered understanding, not drowning under a label. And I think I talk about labels a lot. I've just explained how negative effect that can have if you're self-labeling as useless. What the hell's the matter with me, et cetera. So give us, give us, yeah, d dissect it up a little bit. I, I don't know how, but. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll let me have a think. So, so empowered understanding, uh, so it's like, so it's a bit like, as you say, you can go on this little spiral of feeling useless. I mean, I've worked with clients who basically kind of were in bed, you know, they just like, they took to their bed, they were so low, they had no energy, they were really apathetic, or others who were just, who were just so bewildered by the anger that they felt. Now, um, and then, and then a whole host of other things. The, the insomnia is a big thing for people and then the, the impact of insomnia on your on your ability to make decisions on your blood sugar levels on all sorts of things but if you understand that actually a little bit more about the impact of estrogen and progesterone on the brain and the rest of the body then it can have a really powerful effect and i always get so i suggest that tracking if you're still menstruating tracking your menstrual cycle can be a start to be the beginning of understanding that so it's like i said i know around day 23 is when i'm likely to be irritable for the next two to three sometimes longer days if i haven't looked after myself properly so that's an understanding that my progesterone levels will start to dip at that point progesterone has quite a calming impact on the brain estrogen is also dipping and estrogen and serotonin have a relationship with each other. So that's gonna have an impact on, on how up or down we feel as well. So with an, an perimenopause is kind of, kind of a long-term withdrawal of hormones. Now our bodies can kind of compensate that for that to a certain extent, because our adrenals start producing estrogen, fat cells start producing estrogen, progesterone we pretty much lose, I think, we might carry on with a small amount coming from the ovaries if you've still got your ovaries. Um, but just understanding a little bit about the highs and lows of the menstrual cycle and understanding a little bit more about how the impact of estrogen and progesterone on brain and body can help you to go, oh, okay, actually maybe it's not, it's not, I'm not falling apart. Maybe I'm not this person forever. Have I, why have I turned into an angry, scatty, disorganized mess when I used to be able to juggle a million things and before breakfast you know I'd get the kids to school on time this was a conversation I had with the clerk last week I could get the kids to school time I could do this I could do that um and I'd, I'd look great at the school gate and now I can hardly get out of bed but then you can end up drowning under that label of perimenopause and using it as an excuse that's not quite the right word but drowning under it and going well you know i'm not what what is the point what's the point of even trying you know because i'm just i'm just stuck here and isn't it a pain and isn't it a pain women have bodies like this and that we have to struggle with our hormones etc etc oh you know awful perhaps i'll go and get botox and that'll make me feel better and actually because 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 we've been told our whole lives that how we look 
is how we measure our well-being, you know, and how other people measure us. And actually it's not. Um, so I work um, on helping people understand, helping the, the women, people who menstruate, who work with me to understand um, their own menstrual cycle to start with, then the impact of, of the hormones, estrogen and progesterone, and the long-term health-giving factors that they give us. Um, that, and that, their, that their withdrawal actually means that we need to work a little bit harder on on our well-being. Um, and then to understand that there are things, there are actions that you can take that will help mitigate some of these, some of the facts, some of these um, impacts of perimenopause, some of which might be around the real basics of sleep, stress management, movement and nourishment and food. So how you nourish yourself well, how with how you move your body, how you manage stress, those kind of four key areas. Let me, let me just um, let me just repeat those back. So we've got mm -hmm. what, what was it? Stress. So stress sleep, management, stress sleep, management. Yeah. Movement and nourishment, sleep, movement and nourishment yeah and so this really speaks um listeners doesn't it to what i mean what applies in so many other areas of, of behavior which is mind body connection mind body connection don't ever forget this mind body connection so on those days where you are thinking why am i all picky and twitchy and and sensitive and why have I just burst into tears about that why do I think that I can't do this business anymore hmm. um, and then four days later you go down with an awful cold or whatever it is and now you can kind of think oh actually I think it's coming down with this for the last yeah. few days and I, or of course I did have that really weird sleepless night didn't I yeah. Maybe. and we just we just dismiss it don't yeah, we exactly. like, yeah no and so, actually yeah. And you have you can only have a particularly stressful episode or a particularly stressful phase in your life as, as, as I um like I've, I've, I've got some things going on in for the health and well-being of the older generation now my mother my stepmother Oh, my mother-in-law and we're so you're juggling that alongside everything else but for me it's like well i know that that stress the additional stress along with young children and running a business means that actually what i need to do is not try and push push everything try and do everything at once and turn into this incredible you know juggling act but actually go right well, what i need to do to do it well is to increase my self-care because my stress level goes up i know my myself and my body well enough to know that that's going to mean i'm not going to do any of those jobs terribly well and that's what I so I know and I know that then but but it also means I, I love I love exercise I love running I like getting outside but actually I need also need to tail that needs to come down to more restorative exercise if my stress levels are high because I need to be able to keep that cortisol level low because if the cortisol level is high then that's going to have an impact on my levels of estrogen and progesterone and be likely to kind of trigger more of those more of the symptoms that most of the time I can pretty much navigate around wow mind. you see this does, this does literally mirror what I talk about with for forensics which is more of yeah. a visual metaphor when I use it but it mm. is it, it I do feel like I'm in a science lab now actually um that's what the visual I got in my head with all these levels going up and down yeah. or you know and that's knowledge knowledge is power um no question in this in this instance because you are now uh two things one you can attribute sensibly things um rather than going off into this made-up fantasy world of everything in the that's ever been wrong and will go wrong and how yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and the other one is that you can take action in very sort of quite a strategic way, as you just suggested. So if it's this, then this. So when you talk about restorative um, health, rather so rather than going for a nice long brisk run, walk, whatever, um, albeit outside, lovely, lovely, um, there are certain points where you might need to down that a little bit. What 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 sort of things would you? So that would be a walk instead of a run. Yeah. So if I if my anxiety levels are high, then it's likely that my levels of cortisol are really high, and I could go for a slow run. Um, or I could go for a walk. So what I don't want to be doing is going for a really long, fast run, thinking that that's a way of working out the aggro, but actually what that's going to do is mean that I'm producing more cortisol. So I want to restore that. And then it could be things like yoga, um, Pilates. Um, it could just be some lovely stretches. Um, something that feels like it's going to nourish your body moving our bodies is a non-negotiable we need to move our bodies every day for our long-term well-being um and because it feels good but we need to find ways that suit our mood and that being tuned in that being tuned into yourself it doesn't have to be complicated and i hope that i haven't made it sound complicated no. i'm just really well tuned in to what to what i need and what i've tracked over time and that's how i support support my clients to do that to kind of tune into themselves and understand that and there's a really important mindset piece and I, and that you've spoken to as well that is that it's that sometimes it can be really hard for us for 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 women um who are who are in a nurturing role that they um who have still who've been so focused on kind of child rearing and then perhaps supporting colleagues at work and perhaps a career focus on the outward and then suddenly there's all of this internal stuff coming going on and they're not used to ever having to think about themselves in that way and i kind of added mindset tools to my own kind of to, you know kind of my coaching skill set because sometimes i've got to help women get over that that hump of going um how do i look after myself what is the point and like for example somebody might come to me and say, well, you know, midsection weight gain, quite common in perimenopause for a number of different hormonal reasons. And they come and they want you to give them an exercise and a diet plan. Um, but actually, so I had a client I worked with earlier on this year. And the thing is that, that she'd done that quite a few times before, but she had really bad migraines and headaches during the month, which would then put everything off because she'd take medication, she'd feel really groggy, she couldn't do any exercise, she'd end up craving sugar and carbs, and she was kind of going round and round in this circle. So I was like, we're not even going to talk about weight loss, we just don't do it. How about if we just focus on the headaches? And what actions can you take that have worked in the past that work on the headaches? And so by the end of it, you know, I've just had to finish working with her a couple of months ago, but I had a message from her last week going, my headaches are pretty much gone. I just had a period with no migraine. Um, I'm cycling to work. I'm running two or three times a week. Run walking is what she's doing. Um, and I and I've I, I just I've just put on a pair of jeans I haven't fit into it on in 
in years and I fit into them, it's like it's a byproduct. It's a byproduct of looking after a house. But the most important and exciting thing what there was there was no headaches, no migraines, because she'd taken control of looking after that aspect and of balancing and the actions that she'd taken have been about her well-being, about movement, about nourishment, and that then helped to reduce her stress levels and reduce the migraines. And she now knows herself enough that she can continue to make those choices and she won't be yo-yoing back and forth over the course of time so it's making consistent choices and getting to know yourself yeah I like the getting to know yourself because it, it actually transfers to so many other areas particularly if we're um, running a business so because the minute you start thinking um, oh god I need I, I need to get really good on um, whatever it is your social media platform I need I, I've got to be on there I've got to get my oh god I've got to get my avatar um, written up or some, some awful godforsaken yeah. thing um, and and you 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 wind yourself up and you spend hours working on this stuff you completely forget about the purpose of anything at all you're just in yeah. this rabbit hole now um you feel more and more frustrated because you don't feel you've got a handle on it and everybody else has then you go into comparisonitis and everything yeah. else kicks in and you you've lost it you've completely lost it and so exactly the same thing let's approach it completely differently Hang on, you know how about i think i want you to spend a day now um maybe just out, you know, if you've got a nice place in the park, if the weather's decent or a nice little shelter, you can go and sit in, in a wood or by the sea with a little notepad and a pen mm -hmm. and you know, just scribble some brainstorming stuff about what you really get engaged yeah. with. And you know, it's the same, it's exactly the yeah. same principle, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And well, you can do that with your menstrual cycle um, as well. So you can like, so quite often, when we are, I'd love doing this piece of work with people. So say in the middle of your menstrual cycle, when your estrogen levels are really high and you've actually got quite a nice, you get a little boost of testosterone then as well. That is the time in your cycle when you are, when it's great to do this kind of thing, to do presentations and do talks, to be out there, to be talking, to be making, to be doing things that are where it needs your shiniest self. But it's really easy to start over committing yourself for two weeks down the line. But if you know that, oh, here I am, this is, this is when I can be superwoman. This is when I can do amazing things. I can be incredibly productive. If you want me to write that report, I probably could stay up all night without really having as much of an impact. But two weeks down the line, that would be a terrible idea. And then business-wise, again, it's best not to make massive decisions when you're in this up sort of mode where you're like, oh, it's, I can do anything. I'm superwoman. But actually stepping into this, the more reflective part of your cycle, even yes it is that might be that angsty and teary and difficult part but actually you're much more closely connected to your intuition then sometimes you can make much more sensible decisions um um it can be good to avoid dealing with difficult people though <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this is the thing is you and can then, take you can take control of this it's, yeah. it is in your hands generally i'm not saying life is perfect you can always manage no, i no. mean you would you would know that but at least you know give yourself a fighting chance by plan planning out your diary a bit and looking at those dates and doing as you say the restorative or the high energy stuff according to where you are and and the same applies to the work that you're doing i i just i just love that and because before because otherwise, and this is how I definitely remember my experience um, as a 
you know, coming from a slightly different generation, uh, where I think my mother's um, way of telling me about periods was to put a, a a thing of tampons in one of my drawers in my bedroom okay. for me to, for me to find, um, and never actually mentioned that. Um, but then we weren't going to periods because the, the that was pretty ghastly when I was mm-hmm. a kid. The um, what was available, so we won't go into that. But then you know when you the number honestly if I look back on my life and think of the decisions I made the stuff I did the relationships I got into and you know because I just I just thought of my ups and downs and there and there as part of this is thing it's it's like saying you touched on this with it it's like saying oh um well it's just the kind of way I am oh I've always been a perfectionist Mm. you know it's the same thing oh I you know it's that time of the month yeah but we can say we can say it's that time of the month without going oh but we can say it's the time of the month when i need to i need time out i need to go to bed early i need to be more effective it's a great like and even like during the bleed itself which might make people cringe sorry podcast listeners (laughs) but during menstruation itself um that isn't that is an opportunity so if you're really busy if you can't rest in that phase so that sometimes happens to me i can't rest then which is actually what our biology is telling us that we need to do which is what why it can feel like we're wading through treacle but if you can't rest then if you don't want to skip around like somebody's on an always advert why are they always skipping and doing ridiculous things in white trousers um but but you can actually kind of you can say well actually i'm going to buffer it so i can i might rest the week before i might be more relaxed going into it or i might be more i might make sure that the weekend afterwards i'm going to build in some downtime and that that can that can really help and i want to say as well about the perimenopause that perimenopause is a transition it's a transitionary phase and it can start it can start for some people in their late 30s it can start really early for some people um, there was somebody in that in the recent Davina documentary on sex myths and menopause, who had who went into menopause at thirteen, so which is really tough. The impact of that is huge, and and it can and it, it can start from late thirties and might you might not notice the impact until your mid to late forties, and then the average um, average um, age of menopause I think is around fifty one, fifty two, and menopause is actually one day, and menopause is one day twelve months after your last met menstrual period and then after that you're postmenopausal and then so perimenopause is this transition towards the postmenopausal woman and towards what I see of as that third phase of our life that can be really powerful because we're no longer you know yourself better by then and you're nodding your head so I'm not there yet <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because you're not as pulled in many directions you go actually this is what I want this is what I want so perimenopause can be a transition through our towards looking after our well-being and our health because when we lose the protective benefits of estrogen and progesterone it does have a huge impact on brain heart bone joint health etc so yes we want to be stepping into our third age feeling powerful strong fit and healthy and knowing we can take action but also who are we and we've got all of this time left the average age we live we're living so much longer now so this can be when we really make our impact on the world you know there are going to be a lot of postmenopausal women out there who should be really making an impact and not shrinking you know Absolutely. out there and, and no longer holding it and that's so that's why i that's why i think it's empowering it's a transition towards something else just like puberty is a transition that wasn't terribly pleasant at times 
and really difficult and your brain is all over the place and you're not quite sure whether you're doing your throwing and you're angry at everybody perhaps well that can happen in peribon force as well <laughs> angry at everybody but it's a transition phase and i mean we go through this in our businesses as well don't we we, we we're always evolving we're always evolving we're always changing we're always going up and there's a there's a discomfort in the evolution there's a discomfort in the change of direction there's a discomfort in going actually i don't want to do that anymore i want to do this and that's uncomfortable and difficult and tricky and and that's a bit like perimenopause it can be a bit uncomfortable difficult and tricky at times but if we know where we're going to and we've got a vague understanding of why it's happening to us we can step through in a completely different way I love that. That's really, that's powerful talk. I, whoa, listeners, <laughs> you play that bit back. That was brilliant. And here I am at, um, uh, I've been on a podcast recently called My Fourth Act with Achim Nowak, and it's brilliant. He interviews people who are older, who are stepping into this other phase, which is what you talk about. And I, I can tell you from direct experience, having had a life of ridiculous ups and downs in terms of what I now realize was you know quite bad PMT and certainly in I had none of the hot flush stuff I had none of the obvious physical stuff which maybe would have made it almost more understandable mm -hmm. because I didn't clock it but I yeah. had the mental stuff I really yeah. had the mental stuff and I can assure you this is something so to look forward to because I you know I just I am I take care of myself I have a good diet and all the rest of it but you know the the mental thing is just a oh it's just like you feel like you're flying so much lighter um so i i so get so work your way through it just like leslie is saying with this knowledge this empowered understanding don't drown under it and realize it's an evolution and really get to know your body and yourself i love this it's and and i'm just saying and there's a reward at the other end because yeah. actually it's great here this is this is good i mean yeah it's wrinkles yeah what the heck embrace your wrinkles um don't do the botox and um yeah, no, keep knowing your evolving body. It's quite interesting you talk about weight and all the rest of it. And I suppose, again, I suppose you could use that. I love the fact that the best way to lose weight is not to think about losing weight. Yeah. And yeah, it's so true. It's so, so true. Um, but also, you know, maybe there are those days in the month where you're kind of a bit bloated. Well, why don't you have a nice little wardrobe perhaps for those days? Would you Would you agree? Just yeah, don't, don't fight it. Yeah. Be comfortable, you know, and that's be comfortable and be able to listen into your body. Tuning into your body means that you make completely different choices than if you are fighting yourself all of the time, doesn't it? Yeah. So you have that, you might have, you might find that it's like a week and a half of the month where you feel really bloated and you're kind of and a bit uncomfortable and that all your normal clothes just around the middle are cutting in to that part of your body that actually needs good circulation in order to do what it does really well. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't fight. Don't fight. Yeah. Some of the fights that applies to all yeah. of the stuff that I talk about that we, we all talk about. So this has just been I, I'm aware of the fact that I could. So this. Um, so you work with people just just let the listeners know how you work with people and where to um, continue the journey with you. Sure. So I, I have a one to one health coaching program. That's where the real magic happens. <laughs> 
for women who were kind of exhausted and fed up and really wanting to get back towards their energized self and feeling empowered. I also run, um, uh, I do quarterly um, perimenopause workshops. So the idea, you know, I want to empower as many people as possible, as many women or men. So I run these quarterly public workshops that are called, what is the perimenopause, right? Just what is it? So I'll go through some of the things I was talking about. So going through the menstrual cycle, hormone change, the impact of those hormones, and then specific actions that you can take. So that you walk away from that feeling like you've actually, you've got some action that you can take to look after yourself and you've got a better understanding. Um, and those are the two main ways at the moment. And I also go and work within organizations and run workshops for in companies and businesses who are wanting to educate their workforce too. So. I love it. I love it. And and uh, LinkedIn is obviously somewhere. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So link, find me, Leslie Walden on LinkedIn. Um, I am in the process of re re changing my website. You can, currently, you can find me at wildcountrywoman.com. Love it. Um, so soon to be lesliewaldron.co.uk. Um, and um, LinkedIn and Instagram, Leslie Waldron. And um, a bit of Facebook, Romania's Instagram and LinkedIn. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because you could be mistaken for like Dolly Parton or something, I guess, with the wild country woman. Yeah, um, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, it, it served me well when it was outdoor. When That's it was, good. So outdoors, but yeah, shifting away from that. <laughs> um, oh, this is just fab fabulous. I oh, gosh, this was so not a conversation um, that I, I remember from my mm. past. And the fact, yeah, to go into offices, I think it's great the way I know people who go in and talk about domestic abuse about all sorts of things now within companies to mm. educate people knowledge knowledge yeah. knowledge come on and people don't necessarily wear it you know that yeah it's, it's not fair because you don't necessarily know when somebody's going through all this stuff yeah. and and then you attribute oh god they're a bit moody aren't they oh you know she's in a right old strop today and it's just this is this is the world of the 70s we've we've moved on so thank you for people like you leslie and thank you thank you for being a, a guest and um yeah i as i say it's, it's I, i'm beyond but i love that many of my listeners will now be um wanting to connect with you and keep empowered understanding yes i love it thank you very much Thank you, Trisha. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes! Take action. Try it's got to be the small thing. steps, doesn't it? And it's got to be keeping a log, marking those dates, taking some time. And I know that's difficult. But when you do take that time on your own, don't use it to beat yourself up and to just go on and on about how stressed you feel even although that's probably instinctive, really take it away from the sort of sense that you're failing in some way. The reason you feel like this is down to your bad management and look at it much more forensically. Hang on, let's look at these dates. Let's look at what I'm doing. Let's look at where I need to take some different time out, some balance with this, that. What am I doing with my diet? Don't beat myself up about the bad things I'm doing with my diet. Just see what I could do to tweak it, take back control, get knowledge about your mind and body and how they are operating and get back in the driving seat. If you want more 
tips and tactics and insights into human communication, then I am full of them. So head over to trishalewis.com for all my social media links and sign up for the fortnightly email so that you never miss a podcast episode. And there's exclusive content there as well. Don't forget to check out my book, The Mystery of the Squash Cell, and tune into the next episode. It's time for